We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast. Well, it's another special episode, and we're recording this on Indians opening day, so we're going to talk a little bit about Indians baseball and uh, some other local sporting events going on, especially some high school football. We're excited to get into that, and we're going to do that all with our very special guest this week, from 92.3 The Fans, Ken Carmen Show. Ken Carmen joins us here on the Garage Fears Podcast. Ken jumps into the garage to talk all that stuff, plus a little bit of Brown. We're really excited to have him on, uh, plus all that and our Garage Fears of the Week. So come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite lawn chair, crack open your favorite cold one, and join us for Garage Fears. Welcome, everybody, to the Garage Beers Podcast. I am Michael Keefe over here on the west side of Cleveland. You can find me online at the Garage Beers Mike on Twitter. Uh, joining me, as always, my two co-hosts, my buddies in the garage, over in his garage on the east side in Menor, Chad Meyer. What's going on, Chad? Well, glad to see that you uh, took off your Between Two Ferns collection shirts and uh, okay. <laughs> switched out with some Indians there, Mike. You know, I post one picture in a real nice shirt that I bought at Target from my vacation, and you give me shit yeah. about it because it's fun. It looked like it looked like a bunch of palm leaves that you, that you had all over your shirt. But no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Glad to see you guys back from vacation. Hope you had a great time. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to do this. I'm real excited for this one. Yeah, brother. And down there in Nashville, Tennessee, at Garage Beers, Joe on Twitter. We got Joey Whalen. What's going on, Joe? There's baseball. Woo! It's back. It's Woo! back. There's real games. I don't even care that nobody's there. I mean, I wish I was there because this would be the first year in 16 years I haven't been to an opening day. But, yeah, well, well, there's baseball. Right, we're here together. We're here together. We're here together. We're here together. It's together. all good. It's all good. Let's go, Tribe. Uh, Shane Beaver getting ready to just mow him down. Again, you're going to be listening to this on a different day, but we're recording this during the opener for the Indians. So hopefully this goes well for us, but uh, 
Really excited here for this one. Uh, we got a great special guest, Ken Carmen from the Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima on 92.3, the fan here in Cleveland. Plus, like every Browns production features Ken Carmen in some way, shape, or form. Friday Night Touchdown features Ken. He's all over the place. Ken Carmen is everywhere in Cleveland. Uh, perfect power wash. If you need that done, you'll see Ken Carmen out there. So uh, we're really excited to have him on to talk a little sports with us, just talk a little life with us. Uh, it's going to be a great time. But before we get Ken in here, uh, as always, we're going to do our Garage Beers of the Week. And uh, I think we've got some good ones this week. So I'll go ahead and lead us off this week, and we'll just throw it around the horn. Uh, this is going to be just a, an ode to a, a vacation that Joey and I just took. Uh, just got back yesterday, actually, uh, down to Blue Ridge, Georgia. And I can't tell you how great Blue Ridge, Georgia was. I'm not going to go on a big rant about this, but like, mountains and lakes and it was beautiful uh it was a great pandemic vacation because you could just kind of do a bunch of stuff that didn't require you to be around a lot of people but man we stayed in this beautiful cabin up on a mountain we rented a boat for a day we explored the area a little bit it was just a great time we stayed up real late every night just having a lot of beers uh it was a great time we had a great time uh, you probably saw if you saw our social media you saw joe and i did our video from there last week so uh if you want a sneak peek of what that looked like, you can look at that video. But there was a brewery in town right in downtown Blue Ridge, Georgia. It was called Grumpy Old Men Brewing. And it was, as I dropped their can, uh, it was really cool. The beers were very good. Uh, it was a, a cool little location uh, and and really just a, a well-run brewery right in downtown Blue Ridge. Uh, so Grumpy Old Men Brewing is the beer I have. And I have their Choco Blanco. Their Choco Blanco, which is like a chocolate wheat ale. And that's kind of the best I can describe it. It's like a sweet, it's it's a wheat ale, but it's got it's like chocolate. White chocolate. It. Yeah, it's like a, a white chocolate beer. And it is delicious. So I'm sitting here enjoying my grumpy old man, Choco Blanco, white chocolate or just chocolate flavored wheat ale. Uh, really great. Joe, let's send it over to you in Nashville. I saved my favorite beer for Unine's opening day. Uh, yes, not sir. By choice, but because that's when they decided to release the one, the only Lake Erie Monster. Ooh, my absolute favorite beer in the world. Also, great timing, too, as the Seattle Kraken just announced their name. Um, I think the Lake Erie Monster has a much cooler logo. I believe they just updated that in the past year or so, which looks pretty sweet. Um, this is like a nine and a half percent slammer of a beer uh super aggressive hops uh that's also like nice and sweet so uh it's a good one and you probably only need like four shockingly i think that's the first great lakes appearance it is on the garage beers podcast so great lakes coming in with their i also agree i think it's their best beer at least the best beer that you can buy distributed as opposed to down at Great Lakes itself. But uh, Lake Erie Monster, awesome beer. Good choice, Joe. Chad, what are you drinking over there on the east side? I'm going with a, uh, another local brewery, uh, just like Joe, going Great Lakes. But I'm going with Collision Bend Brewing Company. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm going with the Lake Erie Sunset American Wheat Ale. I am uh, finally uh, didn't, you know, I finally stopped the wife from doing all the beer shopping. So I'm getting <laughs> that I actually like. So uh, it's an American wheat ale. It's brewed with blood orange and it, it's very nice. 
The blood orange is very subtle. Um, it's a nice, very drinkable beer. It's very smooth, uh, not bitter, not uh, not sour, not hoppy, nothing. It's just a nice, cool, refreshing ale. And I like nice. It. So Collision Ben makes its first appearance on the Garage Beers podcast. A great location down in the flats right on the river. Really good time hanging out at Collision Ben Brewing. So Chad goes with Collision Ben. Joe goes with Great Lakes. And I throw it to the vacation I was on last, or well, I guess it was this week. Uh, but uh, Grumpy Old Men Brewing down in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Those are our Garage Beers of the Week. And uh, uh, before we get into the podcast, let's just say cheers to you guys. And let's get to it. Yeah. Really quick, I love I love Collision Ben's can art. Like, if you ever go shopping, I, I really do like uh, the, the 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 landscape. Oh yeah, they do. But that's yeah, those are cool. That's it. <laughs> All right, now we are very excited to welcome in our special guest for Garage Beers this week. Our bonus episode of Garage Beers this week uh, here, recording during opening day, uh, and we are so excited to have on uh, one of the great radio personalities in uh, the city of Cleveland. Uh, hosts one of the best shows. Uh, and uh, really one of the more entertaining radio hosts that you're going to hear out there. Uh, I love listening to him every morning, especially when I'm working. Uh, it's been harder now that I don't have to go to work. But when I do drive, I love listening to his show every morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on 92.3 The Fan here. Uh, it is Ken Carmen of The Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima. Ken, welcome into the Garage Beers Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you having me, and I appreciate being here. Thank you. I should have also said official uh, official voice slash sponsor or uh, promoter of Perfect Power Wash. Uh, you got that right. I love you got that right. I love when I I was trying to pull up some information from you, and when you just Google Ken Carmen, one of the first things that comes up is the video of Perfect Power Wash. I still got that shirt. I still fit in that shirt. How you like that, huh? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yep. Hey, Happy listen, after. Them. Happy to still fit in that shirt. We're we're living well over here. We're living good. After the story you told us about uh, a bathroom incident in your house, you can have small kids if you don't know that. A bathroom a three-year-old incident. Three-year-old left dump all over the place. It's a podcast. <laughs> I can say whatever. You can say whatever uh, you want. Well, he, yeah, he's he's had a you know he's had Axel had a bunch. My oldest had a bunch of up and downs, and uh, then he just got it. <laughs> And we thought Eli just got it, and it's taken a little bit, you know, here and there. But uh, for the most part, I'm pretty happy with it. So we basically, other than, you know, the cleanup we had, it was just like, because he he knew, he just didn't make it to the bathroom, basically. And then he freaks out, and then it goes everywhere. So I'm, I don't mean to get too graphic, but basically he's got the handle of it. So we got two down, one to go. Yeah, we're doing well. We're doing well around these parts. Again, can't complain. Can't complain. Listen, you got a couple. You got a couple dads on this podcast with little kids. We get it. We know. Yeah. We know how that goes. Now, which one of you got kids? Do you got kids? And does Chad have kids? Chad had kids. Joey, you don't have any kids. You don't want any kids. Nope. I'm good. Doesn't want any kids. <laughs> hey, I, hey, everybody's. See, this this generation's different. This generation's totally different about it because, like, like my parents, it's like, well, you get married, and you have kids, and that's what you do. Whether you want them or not, you're gonna have kids. And I always tell people, it's like, listen, you want to get married, get married. If you don't want to get married, don't get married. And certainly I'm not going to, I'm not going to impress upon you to have children. Don't have children. If you don't want to have children, I love my children, but you don't need to have children to, to, to think that you can coax them into loving them. So I believe in the freedom, man. I believe in the freedom. You have them, you have them. If you don't, you don't to hell with it. No big deal. No big deal. Exactly. That's right. That's I believe in the freedom of it, brother. The same, that's the same way I would. Love them to death, but 
but but if I never had kids, I, you know, I I would have been totally fine with it too. Like it, it's yeah. just that, you know. But I, but that's not to say that's not that that's not to say that you know I I don't want my kids. But hey, yeah, it, it, like you said, this generation you go back and forth with it. Well, when Lizzie and I first got married, when Liz, yeah, when Lizzie and I first got married, it was like, well, you know, we'll kind of play it by ear. And then after each one, we didn't have a plan. We didn't say we were going to have three. It just, it, you know, it just happened that way. It, that's just the way it went. And we had the first one and we said we were done after Axel. And then we decided, well, if we're going to have two, we might as well have them close. And then, you know, kind of just talked each other into the third. And now we got three. And, you know, that's a blessing in its own right. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a home. It's a lifestyle. We'll see how it ends up. We'll see yeah, how it goes. I, I was, One of them will end up in jail. I'm gonna have to bribe a mayor. I'm sure, but <laughs> that's all right. That, listen, yeah. if you come out with two out of three, two out of three come out all right, then that's the listen. way I thought. One kid in jail. What can you do? Yeah, you know, <laughs> they can't all be perfect, man. <laughs> I was different. I was. I happened, was different. I was like, I'm gonna be. I have to be a dad. So, well, I just real, have the well, one. I mean, and that's hey, that's the other side. If you want to be a dad, be a dad. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's the thing. But I, I do think that. You know, previous generations, it was, well, aren't you having kids? Why aren't you having kids? Why won't you get married? Why won't you have kids? It's like, no, right. it's, it's a different time, man. You can do as you, you can do as you wish. If you're happy with, with kids, bless you. If you're happy without kids, bless you as well. No big deal. Oh, listen, I got, I got a buddy. I won't say his name on here, but he deals with all kinds of drama around that because he's very forthcoming that he does not ever want kids. And he's been that yeah. way. I've known him for 20 years. He's been that way ever for the whole 20 years. And he, yeah. he keeps meeting these girls that he dates and they're like, that's cool. I don't want kids either. And then like two years into a relationship, uh, uh, we really yeah. don't want kids. And he's like, no, <laughs> that is not. I, 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 you know, that's, that's the thing. You, you find a life partner you're with you, you, then someday he'll find somebody. Hopefully he's with somebody, but hopefully uh, he finds somebody that he'll, he'll be comfortable not having kids with. That's cool. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure we didn't come on here to talk about kids. I'm sorry. I just took the no, whole thing whether or not you want to have kids or not. Listen, I love, first of all, I love how you just, you framed it, that your kid left a dump everywhere. That is, that's a, well, a I didn't frame. Want to, he had a bathroom ex, ad, in, like incident. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa, well, what is that? What happened? But I, I found him passed out in front of the bathtub. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. No, we, listen, we had John just to have a good time with you. Uh, uh, again, we, uh, we're very familiar. Uh, we actually did this, uh, again, the, the kind of the first time, uh, uh, and again, if you, if you don't remember, Ken was going to come on, but uh, uh, couldn't make it onto that one. So we're really grateful that Ken rescheduled with us. Um, but that episode we did, uh, we were kind of doing a, a tribute to you. Uh, and we did all cheap beers on that episode uh, oh, with geez. our beers. So I think we did like a Miller Lite and a Jenny Cream Ale. And I don't remember what the other cheap one. Oh, you, Miller Lite is not, I don't, to me, Miller Lite isn't a cheap beer, but Jenny Cream Ale, damn. Jenny Cream Ale is my favorite. Get little Kings in here in it. I think Jenny Cream is my favorite beer ever. Wow. My buddy Dan Duncan's dad drank Jenny. <laughs> oh, and somebody, everybody had a dad that drank Jenny. Oh, Ken, I went, with, Ken I went with the beast. I went old Milwaukee's best. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right. It was Wait, the was, beast. Geez. And then, Joey, you did Steel yeah. Reserve, didn't you? I did Steel Reserve, oh. yeah. Now that I like. That was a good time. <laughs> the old 211. The old Oh yeah. 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 Special boy. Oh, it was good. Right there. We used to do what do we used to do? We used to do the trifecta. 
We used to do the Steel Reserve, oh. uh, the Colt 45, oh. and the Ice House. Oh. And that was the trifecta. You get that after you get done with work. That's what That'll you did you. back in the day. Yeah, you worked. You either worked mornings or you had the rest of the day off. When I worked at the stone plant, or you worked in the evenings, it was like, hey, get the bull running, get the trifecta going, and just get that. You pound it down in there and just have fun. It was especially up at Akron because you'd just be pulling up with that. My favorite, if we're talking, you know, beers. I, you know, I like a, I like an array of beers. You know, I like my high life. I like my bush light. Uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the malt liquor, I I love Colt Forty Five. I can't, I cannot deny it, but my all-time favorite has to be OE eight hundred. Oh, uh, you get in that big Ooh. double deuce can. Yeah. Oh, the first, it was the first one I ever had. It was the first one I ever had, and you know, you never forget your first man. And <laughs> OE was number one, and OE continues to be number one. I, I it's harder and harder to find forties. I, I know that you guys probably drink like IPAs and whatever, but it's harder to find forties, man. Yeah. Like they don't make them as much anymore because you know they don't want the glass broken and stuff like that. So they just make a lot in cans. You can make more on the cans too, especially if you buy beer downtown. Like I talked to some of the vendors and he goes, "Listen, I make more on the tall cans than I ever did on the 40s. So we just sell the tall cans." Well, I was just so going to say, and harder to find 40s. There was a restaurant. Now it's going to kill me because I can't remember the name of it, but it's where Lindy's Lake House in Lakewood is now on Detroit Road, right by like Mary Arts. And I God, I cannot remember the name of the restaurant that was there right before. But how long was there? How long was it there before that? It was there for several years before. Okay, maybe it, it was before my time. It was decent. Uh, yeah, but uh, they sold four. So it was like a, a halfway decent restaurant. Uh, so yeah. they had good food. They had good beers, good wines, a whole bar selection. But then one of the items on the menu, it wasn't just a forty, but it was a forty in a plastic bag. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> a paper bag. A paper bag. It would serve it to you in a paper bag at like a nice meal. It was great. Oh. Oh, yeah. Anytime I would go at Edward 40 hands, it was, uh, you know, I went to Ashland, Ken, and they would sell 40s a laser for 45 cents. Oh, no. <laughs> God, I can't even find laser anymore, man. Damn. You cannot at well, all. I didn't find the laser at all. Yeah. It got the night started right. <laughs> How long ago did you go to Ashland? I graduated 2005. 2005. Did you go to O'Brien's? With oh, O'Brien's, yeah, yeah, you better believe I went to O'Brien's. Oh yeah, that's a bar. It's a it's a bar like underneath a hotel, like a motel sort of deal. That was the place, man. That O'Brien's was the place. It was the iron after a big win. <laughs> say oh. what'd you say, Chad? I'm sorry. It was the Irish pub in Ashland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get a, well, when I did when I did football and basketball, man, you did a big one, especially if you got because the way the basketball teams went, they did the men's teams and the women's teams together. So like the the women would play first than the men, and they'd switch them off every year. Right. If you got the doubleheader, if you got the twofer, if the women's team and the men's team won, it was over at O'Brien's, and I was getting a room that night. We were closing. <laughs> it was a hell of a time, boy. We had a hell of a time. I loved Ashland, Ohio. I loved every single second. That was the thing that I was. I wasn't sad to tell anybody else when I when I came up to the fan. I was really sad. Bill Goldring was their AD. I was real sad to call him. I, it was like a week before football season, too, because it was in August. And he's like, I know why you're calling me. And I'm like, yeah. It was, <laughs> oh. He was so nice. They were so great about it. And I, I, almost, I almost teared up. I almost teared up because I, I, they were so great to me. I loved them. Lee Owens was wonderful to me. They're, they, he's still there. I, I'm, I'm blessed. He's still their football coach. And then their men's basketball coach, John Ellawood, was, it was his first year, the first year I got there. 
Uh-huh. And he was wonderful, and he's still wonderful, and I still text him. And I'm glad that, you know, Coach Freilich has gone on with, with BG. I haven't had a chance to talk to their new head coach yet with the women's program there, but uh, I'm, I'm very happy that their women's team has done some really astounding things. I, I thought they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be that good, their women's program out there. So hopefully we get to watch them again this, this coming winter. But um, uh, it, 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 it holds probably even more special place in my heart than even my own alma mater there, which is which is tough to say. But I had a really good time, and they gave me a chance, and I love Ash. Yeah. Love them. Yeah, it was so much fun. I mean, some of the only things to do there was drink and eat, but there's nothing wrong with that when you go to college. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. Go over to the fairgrounds and go see some of the swap meets and stuff like that. Go over there. Like, I'd go, we take equipment. Because when I did, when I worked at my old station, you know, we it's all conglomerates and everything like that. Well, the station I work for now, great company. And they, but they have stations. It's like Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Detroit. Well, the other company I worked for, they were all over. So they have, they have one in Cleveland, but they also have one in Akron and Youngstown and Mansfield and Ashland. So when I was working there, it was basically like that line. And so I'd have to not just, I, I didn't just get to do on air stuff. It's like, listen, you got to run this out to Youngstown. And I'd take a station van and run out to Youngstown. And then sometimes I'd run out to Mansfield and Ashland and do all that. So I got to know the lay of the land really well. I loved Ashland. It was a great town, great people. They're always great to me, and I love being a part of that. It was a short stint, but I love being a part of that. So now, while we're, at least while we're on this t- topic, uh, obviously you worked, you did some work at Ashland. Obviously, you're doing your radio show now. That uh, obviously keeps you very busy. If I say obviously one more time, I'm going to slap myself. Um, but are you still doing, and we, we wanted to talk about this anyways, but we can just kind of hit it now. Um, you, you do some high school sports in the area still, right? Uh, you're still I only do the uh, I only do the Friday night touchdown show. Uh, Basket right. does uh, Spectrum, but I do the uh, I do the coverage on the Friday night touchdown show on eight. Yeah, nice. So do you? Uh, I've seen you go out to some games, right? Oh yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, Chad yeah, and I so so Chad and I work with uh, WEOL out in Elyria, so we're out there hey. doing we're out there doing high school football games every Friday night, wow. and EOL covers three games a week, which is awesome. Uh, and we, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we have a good time with high school sports. So let's, let's go into that for a minute, just with everything going on. Uh, the best Medina County matchup broadcast <laughs> duo you're, you're on a podcast with right now, Ken, the <laughs> Medina County high school football play-by-play in color. You'll find <laughs> there it is. Well, it's either me and Chad or me and Matt Lodi, but you know, <laughs> One of us, former guest of the podcast, Matt Lodi. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so how are we feeling about, like, are we, is high school sports going to happen? Are we, is that going to happen for us this this fall? Are we going to have do, high school I think they're going to do their damnedest. I really think they're going to try. Um, you know, it's, it's because of our weather, we don't get the, we don't get the patterns that, that Texas and Florida do. Like Florida, Texas says, well, we're, we'll play in December. Right. And it's like, <laughs> well, we can't, we can't really play in December. Uh, Texas is thinking about something like that. I know that right now they're still, even though what the Dallas superintendent said, he was like, he's thinking it. They're still thinking about possibly uh, fall football down in Texas because we are, you know, us, Florida, Texas, uh, California, P- Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, oh, yeah. give, give it, really Western Pennsylvania, yep. uh, give them yeah. their credit. Uh, football, it's a blessing to have football that's, that's so big here. But oh, one yeah. of the curses is, and I guess it's an every hundred year curse. We hope it is, is that you tend to lose a lot of blue chippers if you run into a situation like this. So 
like down the street, we got a kid here in Streetsboro is going to go to Ohio State. Well, right. we got to play football in the spring. I can't make that decision for him. But if I was that young man, I'd probably be saying bye-bye and, and heading over to Ohio State. So yeah. that's 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 one of the things where, he, because of this, maybe you have to rob a, a young man of, of a senior season. But, uh, it, you know, if it's something we have to do, it's something we have to do. I, I'll, I'll make the most of it. I'd, I'd be interested in spring football. I Sure. I talked with Anthony about this because he covers, you know, he covers sports or he covers high school football over at 19. And uh, I said, I, I think that there's a possibility that we'll, we'll stick with fall football because of tradition. But I think a lot of people would like spring football if we had to do it here because you have you have baseball that's already going on. The weather in the fall here is beautiful. Right. So you'll be able to get all those baseball games. in. You right. won't have to cancel anything during football season. Right. You won't have to cancel anything. And, and you, I mean, you guys know this. You guys cover local sports. I mean, hell, baseball season here, you have to cancel the first month of the season, and then you're jamming in other games and playing doubleheaders <laughs> and doubleheaders and split squad and all this other stuff just because you're trying to jam in all these games. So, yeah. So I, I think that you could possibly have a situation where – some people actually like spring football and then we'll switch right over to fall, yeah. but Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, Ken, you know, I wanted to see, you know, you said you were going to, they were going to try to do their damnedest. Uh, you know, I, I was curious how much that has to do with uh, Jerry Snodgrass being let go because the OHSAA is seeming to get a lot of backlash over that firing. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always, there's always things we're going to know and there's always things we're not. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know a ton about it. I know that he was pretty adamant about playing in the fall. Seems a lot of other people were pretty adamant about playing in the fall. Seems they're still adamant about playing in the fall. But I wonder if they wanted to put this where I don't think they wanted to look like the bad guy. That's why, personally, I think that they put this more on the governor than they wanted to put this on themselves. If they let the governor make the decision, then nobody looks like a bad guy in a in a voted for appointed position. Uh, that that some high schools have a lot of power in, and I, I don't think that they wanted to deal with that. So you know, Jerry's Jerry's always been a nice guy to to a lot of guys like us. Uh, certainly wish him well. That 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 was a surprising thing. I was pretty agitated by that because I didn't like that type of upheaval, upheaval with all this going on, and, and especially as close as we are to school hopefully starting back up and everything like that. Uh, so I, I I think that they really want to. I think they want to kick the can. I think they want to see what the governor does. I don't think any, you know, a lot of these guys and women too, you know, they, they don't want to be the bad guy mm -hmm. and, right. and they would like to have, they would like to have somebody to blame for a tough decision. Sure. And they, you know, none of these, you know, superintendents didn't sign up for this. You know, athletic directors did not sign up for this. A governor doesn't sign up for this, but really it's sign up for this. Yeah. And you make very tough decisions. Well, a governor, you know, Mike DeWine's way more powerful than superintendent X of whatever school right. system. So they would like to say, hey, you know, the governor, hands are tied. Yeah, I know DeWine is this and that and all that stuff. They'd like to say that. And I think, you know, they're supposed to have a big meeting on Wednesday uh, with the governor and, and his health department about school. And uh, I think that that's when they'll give them their green light to do whatever they might do. But as of right now, Boy, he, the governor seems pretty adamant, and everybody else seems pretty adamant that they'd like to get schools going in the fall, and they'd like to have high school football in the fall in any any possible way they can. 
Yeah, it's kind of a funny, you know, it's something we t- we talk so much about when the Indians are coming back and what's happening in the NBA, what's happening in the NHL, what's going on, what, are the Browns going to come back? Are they going to start on time? That's little news coming out there today where they looks like we're going to have an agreement on at least training camp starting on time, which is nice. But we yeah. spent so much time talking about uh, what's going to happen with all these things. And then, you know, I, I thought about it just the other day, like what's happening with high school sports? Because it's, it, it, it's so impactful. It's something that obviously it's something that we all do, you know, Ken, you're doing, uh, you're doing the show every week and, and we're calling the games every week. And, uh, and so many people are affected by their kids playing or just going to their, you know, just going to their local community's game and just being a part of it. Uh, it's really interesting to think on, on such a lower level as high school. And it's not just, it's not just community stuff because, you know, high school football, depending on where you're from. And again, it's such a big business in our state. I know it's not a big, not as big a business in a lot of others, but it's such a big business here where it, it, it really pays for a lot of other things. It's almost like, it's almost like a lot of colleges and, I, I don't think it's not just I, I don't think it's just that, you know, when when Cleveland made their decision and, and I know that they're kind of well, we didn't necessarily say that. And they're kicking around a couple of things like the Cleveland City School District about fall sports. I get very nervous about that type of thing because, listen, I, I know that, you know, a lot of pu- city, large city public schools are not going to vie for the playoffs in high school football in Ohio. Okay, a lot of the big time players who live within the city limits of Cleveland are going to go to Ignatius or Ed's or one of the others. So a lot of the public schools in in our city and in Columbus and in Cincinnati, and there's a few on the on the on the suburbs who do well on either side, but they're not really going to compete. And I think, you know, there you have a lot of you have a lot of kids. You get to meet these kids. You have a lot of kids who are at who are at risk and sports is what keeps them going to school. Yeah. So, and there's kids who just go to school to play football. And, you know, I lived, I lived over in West park and, right. you know, there were kids who walked up to John Marshall up there when it was the old high school and they were turning into the new high school that they have there now. And there, you know, there, there's kids who lived in the neighborhood. They mowed lawns and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, the only reason I go to school is to play, is to play football or play basketball or play baseball. You know, they right. still had that and softball and stuff. And I, I'm thinking, listen, you can, you gotta, you gotta give them an incentive to get to school and, right. and, and continue an education. And I, I think that they need to play a spring season. Even if, even if high school football continues in the fall, you gotta have a, have a spring season, have a Senate league championship. Still means a lot to those young men. And then uh, hopefully we can get everything going in the right direction in, in fall 2021. Oh, we hope so. I think, you know, I, I, it'd be, it'd be incredible not to, but uh, you know, hopefully, Hopefully we got uh, those things to watch just selfishly, you know, as long as it's safe, obviously it's yeah. probably the better way to put it. As long as it's safe, as long as everything's okay, selfishly, hopefully that, that element of, of the fall yeah, can come back because there's just something about those Friday night lights uh, that, that just kind of make the fall. So uh, we're talking to Ken Carmen here from 92.3, the fan, the Ken Carmen show with Anthony Lima um, every weekday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I don't know how you do that as a dad. Uh, it's probably a little easier with the pandemic and you don't have to go anywhere it's easy with the small ones they go to bed early right uh, so it, it makes me go to bed early so it's okay 
Yeah, you would, it's fine. You adjust to it, but you'd never get used to it. You have to get up at probably what three a.m. Ken? <laughs> like, yeah, three. I I always get up when when I go to the studio. I get up at three twenty-one because it's a minute earlier than Gail King. <laughs> I love God. Swear to God. Yep. I I saw a day in the life of Gail King. I don't. I I, I forget what <laughs> magazine I was reading it in, and it says her alarm goes off at three twenty-two in the morning. And I said, "Well, I'm getting up at three twenty-one." <laughs> Nobody's beating me. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, so uh, we're talking uh, right during the middle of the Indians home opener, which uh, uh, we're in the second inning of. Not that we're going to live stream the Indians home opener, but Shane Bieber looks really good so far, which I love. So, far. Uh, 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 so let's talk a little Indians. Um, not that you guys haven't been doing this ad nauseum on the show, but um, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, the season has finally started. Uh, we had a couple games yesterday, the Yankees and, uh, Washington and then the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, I tried to watch Yankees and Washington until they went into the rain delay. Um, but you know, now this is a reality. Now we've got the games and I have to tell you the one thing that, that started playing into my head a little bit was I was starting to think who I think this whole situation affects the most, whether it's pitchers or hitters, because, I'm watching like Max Scherzer out there facing the Yankees yesterday, and 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 I thought he looked tired in the fourth. Maybe maybe you disagree. I thought he looked tired in the fourth. I could see that too, but I'm I'm wondering how hard this is going to be. I think on the pitchers, I think on the hitters, you're just in there jazzed up to go in there swinging the bat. But like on the pitchers, I think you really do as a pitcher play off the crowd. I think you. I think you feel that momentum when you're pitching really well and you get jazzed up, it keeps you going. And, and to just have a quiet stadium, like I, I think that's an impact that I wasn't quite thinking about before. You get used to the ambiance. You get used to the, the, cause you, you, it's basically, it turns into white noise behind you. And so you kind of get used to that. And so that's why I kind of do like the fake noise going on. Yes. I know some people don't, I don't mind it. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, but I, I thought he, he got a, what, 85 or 86 pitches yeah. last night. And boy, I thought in the fourth, he got through six. And I, I thought in the fourth inning, man, he was, he, I was like, Ooh, he's sucking some wind there. He's tired. Cause usually they got, they got six weeks to get ready. And right. they were, they were in week four, week four, I think it was right when they, when they stopped them. So now you went through a, what, two and a half weeks, just this right. last time around and then away they go. So I, I think we're going to have guys on, on shorter pitch counts. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Danny Duffy right now. He's, he's got, what, 28 through two. And so, you know, I, I mean, hell, I mean, hell, we did see him go 85 pitches or 86 pitches last night. And, and sure, there maybe, maybe we'll see him go 80 or something like that. I just, I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of long outings with these guys. No. So I, I think it's, I think it affects, I think it hit, I think it affects pitchers more. I think that that's who it's going to hurt more. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, that, as the season goes on, I think he's just going to get. I mean, guys like that are just going to get better because even when we gave up four runs and looked tired, he still fanned eleven. So that just shows <laughs> yeah. you how good. Shit is, man, so. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I think I'll even take this. Give up a home run, gave up some runs. You know, got squeezed a couple of times. I, I well, I shouldn't say he got squeezed. I think Angel Hernandez was actually helping out pitchers last night. But that's you know, <laughs> yeah. what a way to, shocking. What a way to kick off the yeah. season. Yeah, let's put Angel Hernandez back there. He no, called Fauci's pitch a strike. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I'm going to take it a step further, though. I think okay. this whole situation affects home pitchers the most. Because if you're an away pitcher, 
you want you want to be silencing the crowd. So you yeah. want noise to be quiet when you're pitching. But as the home pitcher, when you're striking people out and you get that roar of the crowd, and and I mean that has to just do so much for you on the mound as far as just keeping you going, keeping your adrenaline going, keeping you like keeping you sharp. And that just doesn't exist for these guys now. I think I think the most disadvantaged player is the home team's pitcher. I think it's a good point. I think it throws a lot of people off. I think it, you know I think it throws off the pitcher. I think it throw I think it throws off everybody. And I, I don't want to get used to it either. I, I don't want to get used to it because then I think I, I want to look at this and and see the game uh, from a different perspective, you know, 20, 30 years from now, or at least see the year, I should say, and the games in the year from a different perspective 20, 30 years from now and, and, and be able to speak about that. So I, I don't think it should be. I, I don't think it should be the same. I think it should be awkward. I think that they should have to battle it. You know, if, if we're going to have a 60 game schedule, then I think the elements should play a little bit more into it or lack thereof. So I'm, I'm fine with shadow games. I'm fine with head games uh, with these guys and, and have them having a battle with it. I mean, hell, you get you get eight playoff spots aside. So, you know, you might as well be able to bat, battle something in there. Uh, to play devil's advocate a little bit here, is it really? I mean, Ken, you did say it just turns into white noise behind you. I mean, do the pitchers really need noise? Do they need that that that, that fan support to really kind of feel the energy? I mean, if you're in a flow already, like you know, like Shane Bieber's looking really good right now without crowd noise, is it? I mean, do, do they really need it to 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 be able to? You know, to, well, to, to keep what about closers? Closers yeah. can be very emotional people. Yeah, sure, especially at home. They're, yeah. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're different. They're different. And, you know, they, they, they ride their emotion. That's why they're only good for an inning or maybe two at the most. Uh, Cause they're very emotional. So yeah, I, I think there probably is a difference. I think there's probably a difference between, I, I don't know about relievers. I, I don't know what, what difference it would make to yeah. them, but I think there's probably a bit of a difference between starters, guys who go six, seven, eight innings at a time. And, uh, and and guys who are supposed to be closers just because of the emotion that rides into it. You know, you have to be pretty steady as a starting pitcher. But as a as a reliever, you're there out there for one inning. You're paid well to do it, and, and you're supposed to be emotional as a oh, closer. Oh, yeah, I agree. The, the bullpens are fickle year in and year out anyway. So Why is it that when you say closer, the first person I think of is Chris Perez? <laughs> all the good closers. Why is that the first one? Because he was emotional. I said emotional. He was very emotional. Well, Chris he did a lot of things to help keep his emotions in check, though. He had deliveries yeah, he made to his dog. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You'd think he'd be so cooled off, but no, he was emotional out there, so that's probably why he had to wind down. You know, you have a J. <laughs> this is back in the days before edibles. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, but you think, Mike, you think about, man, him, Eric Gagne, Brian Wilson, uh man remember mike fetters oh he wasn't even that great boy he was like like, okay relax psycho and i love i like mike fetters like that's the thing he'd come out there and he'd do that stare and i'm like "Eh, this is great and then he wasn't that good like still one of my favorite players probably still a top 10 guy for me but the hell with him so (laughs) because he would do like he would do this like like yeah where he flick his head yes and then he'd just get taken out of the park that's like, well, what are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> what, are, what, are, what is this? That isn't intimidating to anybody. Like, so now, like, I'm a kid and I'm watching Mike Fetters, and I didn't realize, but you know, they're calling him meat in the other in the other dugout. Like, oh, okay, yeah, stare at me, meat. Like, okay, I'm taking you out. Bye. Like <laughs> oh that type God. of thing. So I didn't. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. But That's yeah, uh. a lot of lot of very a uh, lot of very emotional closers in there in that role. 
Well, so now we got uh, on the eve of opening day, we have the expanded playoffs being announced, right? Uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Is that like, uh, do you view that as a benefit for the Indians, for the league? I think this is an uncomfortable or the un- unpopular thing to say. I don't think it's uncomfortable. I think it's unpopular. People who defend the sport or protect the sport. People who protect the sport hate it. And I understand why. You've always been, had the most exclusive playoff system. You've always had the most exclusive sport. If if they have if they have five guy if they have five teams to get in right now, I'd like to make it a permanent thing where you can get six or even seven. And the reason I say that is because I think it helps out small market teams. I think it keeps fan interest. I think it puts more pressure on on franchises to buy instead of sell. I think it puts more pressure on them. Uh, I think it I think it, it it creates more stars because you have more guys who are in the postseason who I can tell their story. They have more chances at big moments. I mean, you look at I. You guys would probably disagree with me. I think that Francisco Lindor is probably more a more recognizable figure right now than Mike Trout. Yeah, and even though they're both great players, even though they're both great players, I think that Francisco Lindor has had more exposure because he's been more been to the postseason more. The 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 Angels should go to the postseason because they have a player the status of Mike Trout. Right. But Francisco Lindor wants to do ads. Mike Trout doesn't. Francisco Lindor is willing to do interviews. Mike Trout hides from the camera. I need to force a guy like Mike Trout onto the camera. So I need to get him in the postseason. And there's other guys like that in other sports. And and I'll watch postseason baseball. The thing about postseason baseball that's different from the other – football is different because it's a one-off. But basketball, you don't even start watching until the quarterfinals, maybe the semis in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference, right? But if I'm watching baseball, the things that people complain about, about the regular season and it's quote-unquote boring, are the reason you watch it. There's Instead of boredom, it becomes anticipation. So I think you'll always watch postseason baseball, and that's why it's like, listen, I I don't mean to bastardize it and water it down so much. But a little bit more, I think, would go a long way. Plus, there'd be more money and there'd be more an incentive to buy if you're a team like Cleveland or Kansas City here in this case or or any one of the teams that aren't New York or L.A. or Chicago. And I got excited about it. And, and even if it was, like you said, maybe six teams. But I kind of get excited because there's only three divisions in each league. I kind of like the idea of the the top two teams from each each division. I think that's kind of cool. But... The other reason I like the eight, see, I'm always, I kind of like the expanded playoff situation because the playoffs are the most fun time to watch the sports. Uh, yeah. Even even like you said, basketball. Yeah, but, but still first round of the playoffs in basketball is more fun than the regular season. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so I also kind of like, think- I like that the the next two teams with the best records still get in. I think that's cool too. It's, it's amazing too, because it baseball, again, the NFL is a different animal. Right. Baseball people definitely watch postseason baseball, and they watch it in droves. Yeah. In comparison to what they they watch regular season baseball. When it comes to college football, no college, no hardcore college football fan wants to admit this. There are tons of people outside of the Southeast who did not watch LSU until they got to the playoffs right. last year. Right. Now you guys watch LSU, and I watch LSU, and all those other teams and watch LSU. 
They watch that. They might have watched. They might have watched LSU Alabama. Right. They might have watched. They, they might have watched that. But it's only if they if the Buckeyes weren't on that type of thing. There are so many different sports that we we say we love, and it's it's especially when it like college football is a great thing to watch. It's a great thing to talk about. But there's there's so many teams that people think they watch and they they really don't. Right. They catch them for they a half. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 I mean, exposure is the common denominator there, don't you think? I, I mean, there's people. Oh, definitely. Know- aren't going to you know you know if lsu is on in prime time here on the in the east it's you know it's still what four o'clock in the afternoon on the west coast there and they're more yeah. about in oregon or whatever and i know it's different now and you're right about that because they're more interested on on well they'll, they'll watch they'll watch some things and, and maybe some people disagree they'll watch certain games and the sec is a king and they wouldn't pay them all that money if people didn't watch them but i don't think they're watching them the way they do where we're focused on – there are people, they want to watch Ohio State football, and that's it. They don't want to watch the other ones. Like, people will watch other NFL games. Right. There will be people who watch – you know, after the Browns get done playing a one, maybe they cool off and don't necessarily watch the 4 o'clock game. They're watching Sunday night football, yes. and they're watching Monday night football. And they got fantasy football implications there. When it comes to Ohio State, Ohio State – Fox has been – Fox has done a brilliant job with this. They put them at noon because they want that right there. It's like, why give up those ratings when everybody right. else does because for so many years it was like, yeah, all these games are at noon, but they're all terrible, and you're just kind of flipping around, and you're not you're not staying long enough if you're a Nielsen family to give you the rating for the quarter hour. So right. now Ohio State's on marquee game. People who love Ohio State watch them, and people who hate Ohio State watch them. Right. LSU is not Ohio State, no matter how much they've won. They're not Ohio State. They're not Alabama. They're not even Clemson, – Clemson's not those schools, but Clemson's Clemson now because Dabo's got stuff, stepped into it a million times now. So now I think <laughs> Clemson's in there. People love Ed Orgeron, but are they watching LSU? Or at least were they up until the, this last national championship where they watch no. it the way they do the other ones? No, they weren't. No, they weren't. So so there, there, there are a couple here and there. You know, USC's in that mix. Notre Dame's in that mix. Well, hell, Notre Dame's playing at 3.30. They play at 3.30 on NBC. So right. if you're a person who lives in a flyover state, you're a Notre Dame fan, which there there are still plenty. You're not yeah. watching SEC football. You're watching Notre Dame play, for God's sakes, BYU. But you're still watching them <laughs> over on, on NBC. So there's plenty of people who can tell you about Brian Kelly and, and, and all the Ian Book and all these other guys from, from Notre Dame. They can't tell you anything about LSU, which would kick the hell out of them. But, right. You know, that's, right. That's still – Playoff football, playoff everything, playoff college football, playoff baseball. It's, yeah, it's I think it's a much bigger issue than what we make a deal out of it. I really do. Well, I like I, I, going back to baseball. I think the other thing that they did, I think they actually kind of got creative with how they expanded it, which is so anti-baseball. Uh, but <laughs> I also love, I love that first round. It's a three-game series, and it's it, it's it's a home home, and it, it, like you're the home, the better team is the home team for all three games. So the, yeah, the team with the worst record has to go to that place and play a three-game series and win it. I think that's cool. Like that's I wanted crazy. them, I wanted them to pick the opponent. I wanted them to have to pick the opponent. I and I and there were people who thought it was stupid. I know and you guys might think it's stupid. That's fine. I'm sorry. I just think it would be great <laughs> to, you know, if we had to pick for whatever reason, say we had to pick the Oakland. Now nah, Oakland's too good. Yeah, just pick a, pick a garbage team. Uh, pick <laughs> pick uh pick the Tigers. Yeah, yeah the Tigers go. ended up doing okay this year, right? 
and we had to pick the Tigers. I'd love to see Terry Francona have to sit there in a Zoom press conference or a regular press conference someday and have to explain that. Why you took – why did you pick the Tigers? Uh, and then have to go out there and beat the Tigers to back that claim up. Claim up. Right, I think that, right. That's, now, it might be it might seem stupid to a lot of people, and it is, it's gimmicky. It's gimmicky. It is. But I still think it's fun, and I wish they would have tried it this year. But, hey, you can't get everything. Some of those – some of those seven or eight seeds are going to be better than the five or six seed. Yeah. They're going to be really good teams out of a really good division. Uh, and that's really exciting too. I'm just glad we don't have to play that one game wild card series. No one game wild cards. I hate those. I, I like, I like no one game wild card. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think baseball is one of the sports where you need at least a three game series to like, say you've beaten a team. You need to get through that rotation a little bit before you can be like, Oh yeah, we beat the Indians or whatever. Totally agree. Totally agree. I don't even mind the one game wild card. I just, I just have a problem with people calling it the postseason because it's not. It's a oh, I call it the postseason. I do too. I think oh, yeah. it's a postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I got a huge fight with Lima about this chat. I'll get in a fight with you. I don't care. It's do it. Fight him. Fight him. Are other people playing? Hey, other teams aren't playing. It's the postseason. Ah. See, there are teams that were good enough to play in it, and there are teams that aren't good enough to play in it. That's the postseason. 163rd yeah. game, Chad. 163rd. Okay, see, 163rd. That's a regular season game. Uh, no. If there was a regular season game, they'd just play 163 games. That's right. There's only a couple uh, teams that get to play 163rd game. Like, yeah, the Browns won't get to play a week 18 if they have to play that's a week right, 17, that's right. just the way it goes. Or they but will you, next year, but you understand. They, they won't get to play a game 19. That's just part of the regular season. That's Ken, don't get Browns fans all up in arms. We do think the Browns have a chance at a week 18 here. That's the thing, though. You're playing to the right to go play a playoff series. You're not playing to... No. Uh, but you're in a playoff series. You're it in a, is playoff a playoff game series. to play for yes. the right to play in a playoff series. They don't let the Miami Marlins play in those games. No, what? <laughs> no. They don't let they. Who, who lost? Uh, they don't let the Baltimore Orioles play in those games. Well, no. They let the teams that are not the best, but right there on the cusp, play in those games. Yeah. No, well, that's exactly it. It's like the first four in the March Madness. I, you know, I mean, do you consider that the the tournament? No. Yeah, hell yeah, it's better than playing in the CBI. Better than playing in the NIT. I'd rather play in that than the NIT. Hell yes. Not only that. Not only that, but look at the success of the teams that have won the wild card game. Oh hell, yeah! Teams uh, win no, the wild card game yeah, and then I'm come sorry. up. Sorry, I, I mean I'll poke. Yeah, Michael, I'm sorry. I, I got to talk to Chet. I poke holes in that argument all day long. You go ask those college basketball coaches that extra five or ten thousand dollars whether or not that's a better postseason game or if that's a postseason <laughs> game at all. Listen, you, I have you no- ask them when they're out there recruiting whether or not that's a postseason game at all. They're going, they're, they're going to tell you that's a postseason game, Chad. Listen, I have no argument about the money, okay? But from a competitive standpoint, you know you have no chance. So I would rather play in the NIT than that first four. No, hell, no are you kidding no me? Way. Are you nuts? What, what would you rather play in the first four in Dayton with Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith, nice. even though Kenny Smith has the personality of a doorknob, <laughs> you, have, you have Kenny Smith oh, yeah. and Charles Burger. No, you know what? Because people can actually touch doorknobs. Kenny Smith, it's just it's just blank wallpaper up there with nothing on it. So you have Kenny Smith, you have Charles Barkley, you have Ernie, you have Ernie. Who else do you have doing college basketball? Would you rather have that at Dayton with a packed house, getting ready for your game against I don't know who, one of the first four, and it's usually a decent name that's in there that right. gets the first four. Or you want to go play on Robert Morris on Sunday <laughs> Tuesday night 
on ESPN four. Yeah, go back to like what is it, two thousand? I think it was thirteen when Kentucky played at Robert Morris and got beat in the NIT. Does anyone <laughs> yeah. want to play there? The NIT, the CBI. What else do they got over there? They have like four other tournaments. I think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can go and you can go and play in those things, but this, I'd still rather play in the first four. Still Absolutely. rather do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on, Chad. Sorry. Sorry. Hell. Sorry, it's, it's just like, a, I don't know, it's kind of like these reality shows, like, I don't know, like a Hell's Kitchen. Like, would you rather be, like, it would it would mean, it, it would mean a, a, a bigger heartbreak for, well, never mind, never mind, never mind, move on, move on, move on. No, 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 I want to keep going, I want to keep hearing it. Where were we going on that? It was going to be a really dumb argument. Never mind. <laughs> It was a dumb argument. I started saying it, then I went, you're, you're a dumbass. So. And this, this happens on the Garage Beers podcast a lot. Uh, Chad defeats himself in an argument. Uh, and, okay. and Joe and I can just sit back and enjoy it. I like this. This is, this is probably the first time that's happened, so he's lying. Oh, sure it is. <laughs> you got your garage door open and everything there. Is there like anybody walking by and going, what the hell is he talking about? I want to hear the rest of this analogy here. No. I want to hear where this is going. No, no, I, I, I'm in, I'm in quite the quiet neighborhood, so. <laughs> yeah, except for Chad. Except for Chad's there. For all your success. No, what thank a you. Nice neighborhood you live in. No. <laughs> no, I didn't say nice. I just said quiet. <laughs> I just said quiet. Ah. <laughs> ah, still. Oh, for Pete's sake, my three-year-old just made his way, uh, pantsless. I, I heard. I down saw you point. I saw you do like the point, like. Get him, he's oh, not quiet. It's okay. There's two things. He's not quiet and he's not wearing pants. And I don't know what's going on. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's the way it goes. I bet you five bucks my wife comes down these stairs in a like a frenzy in about 30 seconds. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, all right, a couple other little quick hitters. And then, uh, and then we'll wrap things up with you here, Ken. We appreciate your time. Again, Ken Carmen from 92.3 The Fan, The Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima. Every weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. So uh, get back into baseball for a minute. Then we have a couple little real quick hitters before we let you off. But uh, so the 60-game season, again, one of the things, probably the most exciting thing about the 60-game season is a lot of teams are going to be involved all season long. Uh, So so who for you, uh, you know, obviously people are expecting big big things out of the Yankees, the Dodgers, um, the Twins. Who are the who are the teams that are going to benefit most from the short season? Do you think one or two oh, teams that you think geez. are going to benefit the most? I think it'll be the White Sox. I think of it. I think they mm-hmm. can run and hide. I think they can get through sixty games, and I think they can run and hide. I think one of these teams that have been garbage for the last couple of years might get a chance to because it's been sixty. You always see someone start off hot, and the White Sox have kind of been garbage. So I guess the White Sox count, eh? But uh. They count. I think that's why they had to expand the playoffs, though, Michael. Because you got think about this: what, what were the what were the uh, what were the Nationals through sixty games last year? Yeah, they were. I want to say Not they were like good. several like games under five hundred. Yeah, yeah, they, they might have been an eight. They, if there were eight teams, they might have had a chance to make it right. at that time. So I think this is an equalizer. Like, okay, we got some good teams here. Let's expand the playoffs. I do worry, though. I tell you what, I, I made a prediction today. I said, ah, they'll, they'll go 34-26, and 26 and we'll play in the ALCS. We'll probably lose to the Yankees. And I immediately went, I don't trust Giancarlo Stanton to stay healthy, and I don't trust 
Severino's already banged up, and then I already I don't I don't even trust uh oh Aaron Judge. Aaron, when's the last time Aaron Judge has been healthy? Four yeah, years. They ago? both were not last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they got got the Yankees have for for the amount of money the Yankees spend and the names that the Yankees have had and guys who hit just amazing home runs. They got guys that just seem to rot from the inside out. Do they not? Like, remember Teixeira? Mm-hmm. Teixeira was perfectly fine with the Braves, and then he got to New York, and it just seemed like his body just lied to him every year, and he That's fell right. apart. And it, and I think, like, God, I look at Aaron Judge and go, you know, Aaron Judge just a second, just it felt like yesterday he busted onto the seat. He's in year four. He's twenty eight years old. Like I can't right. stay healthy. Yeah, he's not I mean, this- hell, even in the even in the summer training, he had a bad back. Or bad shoulder, bad shoulder. Yeah. So I, I think that, it, you, you know, you sneak up on it's been, what, 11 years since they won a World Series? Going on 11 years since they won a World Series? Yeah, 2009. I know, such a long wait, but it's like, ah. <laughs> if I take the For that kind of money. Series, yeah. Well, you think about the money they have spent. The Indians have been a better ball club. Yeah. But, oh, you know, sure. anytime I say that, people start ripping the Nolan, so I'll stop. Yeah. Then everybody hates me. We had the most AL wins since 2013. I, I don't think that's uh, something to hang your head on. Listen, I think it's fair because I, I saw that 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 uh, that graphic popped up again today, like the most wins since they hired Tito. Oh, the Indians put it up on their social media today. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think it's very fair to appreciate. So I'm so on the fence about this, which probably makes me a bad podcaster, but I think it's fair to appreciate the success. On, on winning all those games and and being competitive every year, that's great. But like, you gotta win. We gotta get one. You gotta get yeah. one. I mean, you gotta get one, Anthony or else it doesn't mean I, anything. Or else it doesn't mean anything. Anthony and I've been doing a lot of agreeing lately. Oh, that's so a problem. I I like Joey's chair. Does he eye race? Yes. <laughs> no. What's funny is, so when Joey started, he. Uh, Joe's down I was on a Nashville. drone throne. I was on a yeah. drum stool for Joe like, plays the drums. Yeah. Oh. And he was just sitting on a drum stool and he would have to get up halfway through any of our podcasts to walk around because his back was hurt. Oh, like lay on my bed and I'd have my ear pods in. So I could just hear that. And then like chime in when I could, it was awful. <laughs> so I got this gaming like, chair and it's the best yelling from his bed. Yeah, I agree. Like I love NASCAR, but they, I was watching them i racing when it, when the pandemic first hit because yeah. they started like oh well i race and make it up to the advertisers there and they were all wearing that chair if they weren't in one of those great big forty thousand oh, yeah. dollars I'm no joke in this thing for twelve to fourteen hours a day and I love it. Oh, that's a great looking chair. I'm jealous of your chair. Good looking chair. <laughs> I got this one at Costco. It's it's okay. It's got a footrest. Uh, I have an old yeah. dining room. Say what? It's got a footrest. Oh God! Yeah. Come on! I got nothing. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's got a footrest. Hell, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm super jealous. You think you're better than me? Is that what you're saying? You got a chair with a footrest. <laughs> you think you're better than me? <laughs> this is the second best uh, big time, and that's happened on this podcast. Uh, next yeah. to Steve Crawford showing us a beer with his picture on it. <laughs> yeah. That was that's the second. that was the biggest uh, big time. But Joe, your chair might be number two. I'll take I'll take well, it. Oh, we were talking about the, that's right. Okay. So Lava and I have been doing too much agreeing lately. We agreed with each other on this. I'll try to make this quick. Uh, I think you could be critical of the Indians. They, they got there, they got close. And now I think to a lot of people, it looks like the window might be closed. So there's frustration in there, but what are, what are we going to say about this group in 10 years? You know, if I wanted to be a real nasty person and I, again, I, I was yelling about this today. 
if I really want to be a nasty person, I could look at the nineties Indians who are my, like we're all around the same age who are my heroes. I go, you know what? You lost to the Marlins in the world series. The Marlins deserve nothing. They're one of the worst franchises in professional sports history. You lost to Devon white and Jeff Conine and Jim Leland, who's a great manager, but, but that's who that's all you lost to. You have hall of famers on that team. You lost to that. Like if I want to be nasty, I can do that, but I don't do it because I look back on that and there's a reverence and there's a respect. And there might have been a frustration at that time, but I was a kid. You look at the nine, you look at the eighties Browns. Well, what did you do? What really did you do? You, you, you fumbled away a chance to go to a Super Bowl. You lost another chance to go to a Super Bowl. You lost to an all time great. And I, if I wanted to get nasty about it, I could say they saved you the embarrassment of getting your asses handed to you by the giants or by the Redskins or by anybody else. But I don't do that because I have a reverence for them. I respect what they did. I respect what it took to get to those positions. I respect the players, and I love those players. And I look at these guys and go, I know we're all frustrated, but the but the process has already started, you guys. Like Jason Tipness hit a home run in, a, in an inter-squad scrimmage at Wrigley Field. I look at Twitter, and it's all, man, Jason Tipness. Remember him? Like we were cussing <laughs> oh, Jason Tipness out two years ago. All of us were oh, cussing yeah. him out. And now it's a, it's right. a home run. Man, really miss Kip. Really, <laughs> you don't even know that yet. And it's like, yeah, and it's it's like, okay, you guys are you guys are you guys are starting to get it now because someday these guys are going to be gone, and even if they don't win a World Series, it's tough. It's tough to win World Series. It's tough to do this. I think this is the hardest sport to win a championship in. It's by dumb luck you can win a championship again. See the '97 Marlins. You can even say see the Indians who won 86 games in that season. Why they were even in there? That's fair. It's fair. Totally fair. But I, I, I just, I, I want to look at them and go, it demands respect to win AL, AL central titles. I don't care what, what era of baseball we're in. It demands respect to be as successful as they've been. It demands respect for Terry Francona. And even though there's times where I'm fit to be tied with the ownership and angry. And I thought what Paul Dolan did, I thought what Paul Dolan said was completely asinine and tone deaf and I wish he wouldn't have said it. And I know he'd probably take it back if he could. I think they've done a job of a decent job of, of putting this in the best position they possibly can with what they have. Because sure. if they didn't do that, then Major League Baseball wouldn't be trying to poach guys to work in their front offices in Major League Baseball. Right. And other teams like the, like say what we want to about Shapiro. There's times where I've been very critical of the man. It, the, the Blue Jays wouldn't try to poach people. Other teams right. wouldn't try to poach people. I mean, Neil Huntington came from our system, and people hate him in Pittsburgh. It's just if, if, if your owner's willing to pony up anything, they might be able to help you, but right. who knows? Maybe maybe I'm just being worked, and I don't know. Maybe I'll find out here in the next couple of years that I made a fool of myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly this all, you know, this front office is, to me, it's always underappreciated with, with having to pull rabbits out of their hat uh, every year as far as adding talent goes. And I guess that was kind of the question that just popped into my head, Ken. You know, if people talk, you know, speaking of missing, you know, you're just talking about Kip, speaking of missing or keeping talent. You know, I, I think the time for the Indians to try to lock up their talent instead of just letting them go, like, you know, like Frankie, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone, but it seems that way. Or, it, but it, it seems to me that like once these players start to show some shine, like Shane Bieber right now, it, it, he's, he's looking great. Or once Frankie, was starting to shine. Wouldn't that be a time if you're that Indians front office to say, look, this is the time we got to try to lock these guys up. I I think it's a problem of, I think it's a problem of you got the right guys in the wrong sport. 
Well, if we, if we okay. were to shuffle around baseball, basketball, football, I, I'd put, I swear to God, I'd put Jimmy Haslam in charge of the Cavs. I would Dan put Gilbert. Dan Gilbert in charge of the Indians. Yep. I would love yep. to have the Dolans and Paul Dolan in charge of the Cleveland Browns. Yes. I think they do. I think they did wonderful in the NFL with no salary, with, with a salary cap. Yes. And, 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 and playing on the same field. I think that you'd have, boy, they bought the organization in 2000. You sit back and you wonder who would we have as head coach? Who would we have as quarterback? Who would we have as general manager? Yeah. I wish they, I wish they had Dan Gilbert, you know, rocket mortgage went public the other day. Dan Gilbert will have, I think, $11 billion in the next two years. He'll be the Jeez. second richest owner in the NBA, right behind Steve Ballmer, one of the richest yes. owners in sports, one of the richest men in the world. And he was willing to spend in oblivion with the NBA. And I think he, it, he you know, if he has his druthers, he'll be, he'd be willing to do it again if, if he really wants to. And I go, man, that's a guy who, if, if, he, if that guy owned the Cleveland Indians, holy cow, forget it. Listen, there's we, no rules saying he can't own both. I, I mean, I wish he could. I wish he could. Uh, we brought. I, I asked it with Kevin Kleps uh, of Cranes, who's great, who knows this stuff inside and out. And he said, "Well, yeah. he showed some interest a few years ago, but he still owned. A, he still had shares in casinos, and that's a big no-no in Major League Baseball. It's <laughs> yeah. lax, obviously, in the NBA, and it's certainly got more lax in the NFL. But in baseball, they're still crazy about it. And and maybe that'll change. But he's already divested his interest in casinos. Yeah. And. Uh, I wish he could own. I wish he could own this team. I, I think that he'd do wonders with it. And I, I just, I think if if Paul Dolan would own the Cleveland Browns, I think we'd love him to death. I think we'd love him so much. I think this yeah. team, I think this team would have been good and competitive for the last twenty years. But you know, it's always ifs and buts. If Al Lerner wouldn't have died suddenly, if you know all this other stuff, you know, it, what if what if I think Jimmy Haslam was sold a bill of goods? By the NFL, on on yeah. who he had to hire, I think he, I yeah. think he listens to too many people. I, I yeah. do think he wants to win. You know, I I I walk before this all started. I walk around in there. I know he wants to win. I know he desperately wants to win. But yeah. I don't know if we know how to win yet. I don't know if we know that's, how to. Well, that's the thing. Like it's okay. Like I I get the frustration with I'm switching to the Browns for a minute. I get the frustration with the Browns and Haslam and all that. But like <laughs> you can't you can't question Haslam's desire to win it, it yeah. comes off and it, it, both Jimmy and D it comes off through every time they talk, they're trying to do too much to win. They're, they're overthinking how to win, but God bless. Do they want to win? Um, G, uh, look at Dan Gilbert. When the time's right, he will spend every bit, every dollar he will spend. He'll go into every luxury tax you can go into. He'll spend more money. The Cleveland Cavaliers spent more money over that period of time than any team in the NBA to win. Um, I just wish, I wish Paul Dolan would display a want to win. And I, and I know there's, and I just think he's, I, I think they have the worst PR that comes from the top. Uh, like he needs just a permanent PR person to talk for him. Uh, but uh, there's no display of want. I, I think he's a, he's a meek personality in that yeah. case. He's quiet. Uh, but you know, we got the good Dolan because it's crazy. His cousin has, and I, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I don't want to say too much. He threatens to sue everybody. That guy over Let's there. Let's go. I don't want to say too much. And that guy's got more money than God. That guy has NFL owner money and all that stuff. We'll and take that lawsuit. I got 40 bucks. 
<laughs> I mean, he, 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 the guy's ridiculous, and he he hires back people who have who have lost sexual harassment cases working yeah. for his organization. <laughs> and I look at it, I go, man, the apple fell away from the tree there. Like, at least we got the good cousin. So right. there's morals here. Yeah, that, I mean, that's all I'll say about that guy. Because again, if he, it, who knows what that guy listens to, and I don't want to cease and desist or anything like that. So I'll, I'll keep quiet because <laughs> he listens. To the guy's nuts. Uh, but as, in terms of in terms of Paul. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You know, I think he wants to win. I think he does. I think he definitely in 16. I think he caught the fever and I think he was upset that they didn't win. But well, that would have cemented things for him. Like if Michael, I think if the Browns, if the Browns did well this year and say everything came together and Stefanski was the guy and this team actually like went and did something. I think if they went to like an AFC championship game and lost, I I think Jimmy would hide up in his office and wouldn't come out for a week. I think, think? Jimmy would be that upset. We know Dan Gilbert yeah. would be that upset. Yeah. We know he yeah. was that upset. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I think Jimmy would. I think Jimmy would be very very. I I think he it would take him a while to get over that. I think it would take him a while. I but if part of it is that I you know he, these are very public things. And nobody wants to be called those type of words when they've worked hard in their businesses. This is for every owner. It's for every owner. This is, but this is why owners overreact. This is why this is why Dan Snyder's messed up for twenty years. I mean, Dan Snyder's owned the Washington fo- football team for since nineteen ninety nine, and he's he grew up a fan. That's the worst thing. It's it, it's like if they gave me billions of dollars and said you can buy the Cleveland Browns. If I had a bad season and my cousin, like my cousin Jimmy's a huge Browns fan, and it, my my uncle's a huge Browns fan, and my cousins were calling me up and cussing me, going, "What are you doing with this team?" I would freak out and have knee jerk reactions too. Right, I'd run it right to the ground. I know I would. I'd run it too emotionally, <laughs> and I I do think they'd. I think I do think that at times they run it a bit emotionally because they want to try to fix it, but they got to learn how to do it first. I think we tried to skip the yeah. step last year, and I think it cost us big time. Well, I think it cost us. I think causes big time i you know i eat i don't know how, how successful greg williams would have been but i i it would have been more successful than that freddie's a good guy but he was just not ready for that job yeah there was a leadership under greg williams that we didn't get under under because he wasn't people's buddy right he wasn't people's buddy before greg williams greg williams is a jerk he was a jerk he always will be a jerk and he doesn't give a damn what i have to say about him he but he's a good football coach He's, a good he's got several G's in his name. All the yes, G's. Yes, he's got more than one G in his name, so you have to put extra respect on his name. <laughs> That's uh, right. I, w- I always wonder, I wish his, I don't know what his middle name is, but I, wouldn't it be great if he was Greg and then his middle name was Geoffrey? Like different Jeffrey. I'm Greg And then Williams. Like, I think that would be better. But I think that he just, he doesn't give a damn what anybody thinks, and because everybody hates him, he wears out his welcome real quick, but he, right. he does get good play out of his players. And the problem with Freddie, Freddie might've had a better chance if he came to us from the chargers or anybody else, because he spent a year as everybody's buddy and then right. he had to be in charge. And there's Baker was rubbing his head. And yeah, it was just, yeah. it didn't work out well. All right. So one last question on the Indians and I, well, we got one more thing and then wrapping it up and you guys have done it on your show. Uh, we've done it here. Uh, but we we are just asking our our fellow good Lord Shane Bieber is just killing it ten strikeouts through yeah, yeah. five. Oh, see, so you're so ahead of me. I'm on the Roku here, so I didn't see it. So oh, two. I'm on Hulu. He's well, nothing's happening right now, but he's at ten strikeouts on MLB uh, TV's oh, okay. up to eleven. Oh, stop it! 
has he already has, has he already had a throwback to first get for you? He just did it. I think you okay, and I are so, just, so we might be in time here. Okay. Yes. Up, update, update, guys. As far as I can tell, Greg Williams has no middle name, so we can just. <laughs> <give him> <laughs> All right. So he, he's Greg. He's Greg Geoffrey. Williams. Well, you could just take one of those G's and just tack it into a middle name. Greg you got a G to spare here, so let's do this. So without getting into the the whole conversation on the name change and and how we feel about it. Assuming the name change is forthcoming, uh, just tell us, Ken, of all of these things that of all the rumors, of all the of all the ones you can bet on uh, in Vegas or the oh. ones that are just kind of fan rumors, uh, I want you to tell us if you can, maybe what your favorite one is, but then which one you think is actually going to would be the change if they do change. Spiders is probably one I'd bet on, even though I don't really like it. I don't, yeah. Creeped out. Yeah. Uh, boy, which one? I obviously I don't like spiders. I like, I like, uh, I like naps, but then you're, you know, you're looking after a historical figure. You gotta, I mean, you gotta do. That guy lived during a different era, you guys. You got to look into his history and make sure everything's yeah. clean before you do that. You, yeah. I don't think you can name it after any historical figure. I wish you could name him the Buckeyes. I think it's a great play and I think it's a good name, but you can't do it because anybody outside of here would go Ohio State, so you can't do that. Right. Uh, Coyotes look pretty good. I don't like Cleveland Baseball Club. I apologize. Uh, you don't have to apologize. That's okay. <laughs> What else? What else? Just whatever one's your favorite. Which, which well, one? We talked about pick? this for like forty-eight hours straight, and I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I don't remember any of them. Uh, Put this out of my mind. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm just. I don't want him to hurry the decision. I think he's making a great move here. I think he's great yeah. making a great move by yeah. waiting and and collecting all his data. I don't want him to. I know some people are like, hey, like maybe they'll keep the name now because he's talking to Native American leaders. I go. I think it's a good idea because if he sells that team, that new guy is going to change the name of that team as soon as he possibly can. Yes. Or they're going to they're going to say that's a contract between you two. That's not a contract between me. It's not. And I I keep telling people this, and, and they just go, "Why are you peeing on my dreams?" And I go, "I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, like Florida State is a state funded institution of higher learning that isn't right. going anywhere, and it's always going to be run by the state. So they can make agreements with the Seminole Tribe and continue to to honor those agreements." For a long time. That's right. For the Indians, you're a, you're a privately owned baseball team, so you can't. I'm sorry. And even and even then, we saw Dan Snyder did the same thing. He did it five years ago, and he's right. changing the date, the team, of the, the name of the team now. So it it doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean much. I I think that he'll 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 get the answer that I think Alex Hooper got from uh, Sports Illustrated he used to work at our station when he said he talked to four different tribes and they said, listen, we'd like the name to be changed if he could. Okay. Uh, I, I said it. I, I wish we could find a way, but I wish we would have found a way years ago to make it honorable or, or to, uh, to uh, make it where we could keep the name. But I don't know. Some people get mad at me on either side. I, I had a person call me up and <clears throat> yell at me that I, I should be personally offended they were mad because I wasn't personally offended. I go, I'm not personally offended. I understand right. why, why other people are, uh, but I'm not personally offended. I've never been personally offended, right. but I can, again, I understand that many people are. 
And then the other side of it, they say, well, if you don't want the name changed, then fight it. And I go, do I really want to be the guy who was screaming and yelling on the radio in 25 years where I can, th- I can say what I want to about the name, but I think it'll be unthinkable to name a team the Indians in 25 years. Correct. I think it'll be unthinkable. I think that high schools will change. I think that the Blackhawks will change. I think the Chiefs will change. I think the Braves will change. I think it'll all change. And I think that in 25, 20, 25, 30 years, it'll just be like, well, that was that was a bygone era. That was something they did then, and we don't do that here. It's To me, it's almost the same thing as segregated baseball. It's right. something we don't condone. That's a bygone era. Now, it's not nearly as bad as segregated baseball right. because you wouldn't let people play the game. But it's also a thing where that was bad back then, but that was back then. We don't do that now. The names, those were not, those were condoned back then, but that was back then. We don't do that now. And I don't want to be one of those guys that, that, uh, or look back on in 25 years and kind of go, yeah, you know, I'm screaming and yelling and saying how we need to keep the name. And I just think all the, I just think all the defenses are flimsy. I I think that like any defense I can think of it is flimsy. And the other one is, is you got me. I'm not, my son's going to be six next year. I plan on taking him to his first game this year at five. It's not going to yeah. happen. Uh, my oldest is going to be six next year. If they change the name this off season, if they change it to the Cleveland whatevers, I'm not going to not take him because I'm that right. angry. I haven't had this conversation with my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law is, oh, if they change the name, I'm not taking him. I go, that's the biggest lie ever. What are you going <laughs> to And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, I, I go, first off, it, my, my, brother-in-law comes up to about here on me so that that's not a big deal but he's like he's like don't think i won't i go i go so if i take if i take my nephew to a baseball game you're gonna stop me well no well then what what are we doing what are we fighting over right and he loves tom hamilton and he loves he loves jim rosenhouse and he loves watching him on tv and i go they'll be they'll be called another name you'll get used to it right yeah that's what i said on this podcast before traditionalists will be mad at first but it's your baseball team you're gonna go no matter what you're just gonna get used to it yeah Exactly. Exactly. Here in you these, you We've these, lost a team. Well, stop. Oh, I'll We've never go to a game if they change the name of the team. It's like, you don't go anyway. How many of you actually go? We have lost a team in Cleveland. We know yeah. what that's like. Like, we, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to support our teams now. We've lost it. That's a team. what I'm concerned about. You got to, I, I, I'm more, I'm more worried about keeping the team in the city. Your, your lease comes up in 2023. I'm more worried about making sure they stay here. Yeah, not go anywhere else, not do any of that other stuff. That's what I'm worried about. I don't care about the name nearly as much as I thought I ever would. No, not nearly as much. Well, and I think I think uh, I actually think the meeting with the players and the coaching staff uh, probably cements the deal more than anything. Uh, you know, I think I think they'll hear it from the the Native American groups that they do talk with. But a lot of the players and coaches, including Tito Francona, has have already come out and said, yeah, it's probably That's time to move on. That's the guy. He's the, he's the most respected. He's probably the most respected man in sports in the city. I can't think of anybody else who's more respected than Tito right now. No. Am I, can I, no. can you guys think of anybody? No. no, Tito, for sure. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, not, not popularity. I'm talking respect. And when he says it's, when he's like, ah, oh, it's time. It's like, okay, they're doing it. They're changing yeah. it. When he so, says that they're changing it. So you think it's going to be spiders when they yeah. do make the move? Yeah. Out of yeah. spite of I mean, me, but that's okay. I think they're, I think they're talking, Chad keeps saying this too. It's a good point. I think it's just being talked into existence that they're going to be the spider. Yeah. Uh, but we've yeah. talked other things into his existence. I mean, Odell, and we don't, we don't regret that at all. Do we? No, not at all. No, <laughs> not a bit. No. And I think it's, I still don't, I still don't. We'll see what he can do this year. No, he's going to be great. 
Uh, the one well, thing I will say, and not that I think this matters, but I, I think if they were, somebody came up with a good idea right online, that doesn't happen all the time, but somebody came up with a good idea that I liked, which was if they were to keep the Indians, which again, I don't think is going to happen, but if they were to keep the Indians, that you involve Native Americans in the process then. You let them you create the, let would. them create the artwork for the team. Let them create the logo. Let them create the, the, the uniforms, all of it. Let them create it. And then, and then there was also like a, you know, this percentage of the money the team makes every year gets donated uh, to, to Native American charities or whatever. And I think, oh, you know what? If you talk to all these people and they thought that you guys can still be the Indians, but let's do it the right way. That sounds like a great right way. Not that I think it's going to happen, but if they were to come back and say, we're going to keep it the Indians, that's the way they should do it. I'd love to, but I always fear the new owner. I always fear that, but I think that's the best idea possible. Go ahead. I think Chad or Joey was going to say something. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say it's what the Blackhawks do. It's why you don't see much, uh, you know, uh, uprising is, or, or protesting outside of their games as well. The Blackhawks, I mean, first off, the logo is historically accurate because they involve the Illinois, I don't know how to say it, that Sau Nation or S-A-U-K Nation in, in the logo planning, and they just keep a relationship with that community. And they give money to it as well. So that that's why you don't see as much uproar about right. that, about the Blackhawks or logo. So I, I think that's a great idea as far as the Indians, uh, the new Indians, if they keep the Indians. Yeah. All right, so I, I mean, I, I'd like to work some out. We'll see. But I, but if I not, don't have that much. I don't have that much faith. You know what? And if not, if they if they lose the Indians. OK, y'all, we, we've all got our Shane Bieber just dominating it. Uh, We've all got our Indian stuff that we can save. We got our hats and our jerseys and our shirts, and we can all look back fondly. At, and I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you, Ken. I'm not offended by the Indians, but I get it. So I get it. it, it it's not my place to be offended, nor is it my place to tell somebody not to be offended. Yeah, he's at 84 pitches all of a sudden. He is, but he's, he's so good. He's so uh, good. Um, so I want to switch sides real quick, switch topics before we let you out. Can I had one more thing I wanted to ask you about? You're a big NASCAR guy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just want to kind of take it back. And again, it, it may be over talked about. We had, we had all the stuff going on with NASCAR uh, and, and the steps that they took, uh, whether it was banning the Confederate flag or, or um, you know, just kind of all the things that, that NASCAR did that seemingly turns a big part of their base a bit on their head. Uh, what was your thought process as, as a big NASCAR fan, which I can't claim, but what was your thought process as that was all going on? Because NASCAR kind of started doing stuff before anybody else did. They needed to. They needed to do that a long time ago. They needed to do that while Dale Earnhardt was still alive because then it would have gone smoother. It, it's, I'm, I'm glad you asked me the question. I didn't, set, I didn't make you set me up for it. I'm glad you asked it, though. They needed to do that a long time ago. First off, I'm a big NASCAR fan, and the first thing people say is, well, Ken's a redneck or he's a racist or something <laughs> like that. You know, I I, I, brought, I said this on the Saturday show. It was weird because, you know, I, I got I got political opinions all over the map. I'm pretty I, – I like to keep to myself on those type of things, and I've voted for four different political parties uh, since I turned 18. Yep. Uh, you know, I like – I've been hunting. I've been fishing. I own guns. I enjoy my guns. I got nothing against anybody who has a problem with them. I certainly obviously have nothing against anybody who, who, who owns them. Uh, but there's, and I love old country music and there's, and I, when I say I love NASCAR, when I say those things, people go, yeah, what else do you like over there? Huh? What? And I'm like, no, I don't like that. I think it's stupid. I think it's, stupid. I, I think it's 
I when I when I look at that type of thing, and I and, and I do, I I come from people who I come from people who have blamed racists or excuse me races for their plot and life their plight in life how bad it may be uh which is stupid i think that it's the uh i think it's the lowest level of human form uh to 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 do that and i think that the flag no matter what you want to say well it's, it's heritage and all that stuff no it's it's not to me listen i don't know where you guys stand on it but it's not it's five years bad history they lost I know that they listen. I know that well. They they fought and they died. Well, first off, they fought and they died. And they did it for the wrong side. Second of all, if half the states decided to leave the union right now, you'd all be upset about it. Right? Don't give me any of that type of stuff. I hate when they do that. I cannot stand all these people. Well, I hate NASCAR now because they do. Why? Why? Because they don't want to let you be a racist if you really like it that much. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to any of that type of stuff. They should have done it. Dale Earnhardt was willing to. There's an old story about this, and his daughter tells this story. His daughter Kelly. And uh, Dale Earnhardt had a Southern by the grace of God sticker, bumper sticker on his old Chevy truck. He had a C10 Chevy. This is back in 92, something like that. So he's at the top of it. His house, his housekeeper in Opair, who took care of his children, didn't like the cut. It might, this might have been earlier than that, actually. He took care of his children, uh, didn't like it. So he went out and cut the flag out of there because he didn't want to bother anybody. He thought it was uncomfortable then. And that guy was as Southern as it gets. Yeah. So if that guy was bothered by it, I wish they would have done it while he was alive, because if they would have done it while he was alive, I think a lot of people would have been like, fine, whatever. And they would have just dealt with it. But now I think they should, they should still just dealt with it. I think it's appalling that some idiot flew, flew one over the, uh, flew one over Talladega a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks yeah. ago. I think it's, a, I think it's appalling that they had some sort of a parade for it outside of it. But I'm glad they did it because they've been they've been costing themselves and the sport and I do call it a sport the sport that needs money and, and prides itself on sponsorship more than anything else it's the most expensive thing yeah. out there that you have to do hell F1 go look at the price that F1 F1 costs to do F1 races yeah. and it costs as much money and they have left piles of money on a table because they didn't want to be a person who, who they don't want to be an entity that took that away and thank God for Steve Phelps that he was willing to do that. And I can't say anything about Brian France because I know he'll sue me because he definitely sued somebody <laughs> on Twitter for making a fake account of him. Oh, so I'm not going to say anything about Brian France, <laughs> but I'm just going to leave my criticism there. Just because he was in the family didn't mean he knew what he was doing because he certainly didn't know what he was doing. He let the thing languish. He let the thing languish and look bad for a long time. Yep. And then it's made it, itself into something that at one time, at one time, Richmond International Speedway held 130,000 people. They got barely 60 last year during non-pandemic times. You have you have racing that as the Aero Wars continue, you have the the cars are more similar than they've ever been. So the drivers have to be challenged more than they've ever been. Well, if you're going to go in mile and a half cookie cutter tracks, it's not going to challenge anybody. So Steve Phelps has looked at that, and he's added more. He's tried to add more road courses. He's had tried to add more variety. I'd still like to see one on dirt every year, even though I think with the next gen car it's going to be tough. And I'm so glad they got rid of that thing. So if in case Chrysler wants to come back, or Honda wants to get involved, or Tesla wants to get involved, or whatever wants to get involved, they can get involved and actually bring some sponsorship dollars in. Yeah. Because at one time it was the fastest growing spectator sport in the world, and I knew it wasn't going to last forever. I knew it wasn't going to last forever, but it was the fastest growing spectator sport in the world. And it held 200,000 people in almost every place it could that can hold 200,000 people. And now it's become a shell of itself. The, the drivers used to rec represent the American dream. 
Now these are kids who take over when they're 18 years old, their parents own businesses, they right. come from money, they no longer do what, what other people did. And, and, I, it, and all that stuff I'm okay with. Honestly, I'm okay with it. If, if you're a baseball player in America right now, you've probably went to AAU camps and you probably had the best training and you probably played travel baseball and your parents right. spent a bunch of money on you to be able to do that. So I'm not, I don't think that that's crazy whatsoever, but there's something that's inherently American and something that's supposed to represent an American dream that comes with auto racing. And again, I take it always, I always take it back and I know I'm doing a really long answer, but I'm just going to go on a rant. It's <laughs> all or, right. Ran away. Dale, like guys like Richard Petty, and Dale Earnhardt, they represented something to people in the South and all over the country where they were regular people. Like like, like Richard Petty, his family like believed in the Bible, believed on Sundays and all that stuff. And he, they, he wouldn't even run the bush sticker on his car because his mom didn't like it. Like that's how bad or that's how that's how entrenched he was with his family. And, and Dale Earnhardt was a terrible father, admittedly, when he was before he mar got married to his third wife. He became a better father once he had money and once he had stability, but he was obsessed with racing. He admittedly was not a good father. He let his first son uh, go to adoption with somebody else. Uh, he, he had a ninth grade education, and there's a lot of people who that resonates with in America. There's yeah. a lot of guys out there that aren't perfect dads. There are right. a lot of guys out there that are poor as hell and have always been poor as hell, and Richard, uh, Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt and all those guys were obscenely poor at one time in their life. And they became icons, icons in America and what they did. And that was a great era. And it's never coming back. It's never coming back. And I can look at it and I can respect it. And I can look at this and I can respect this. And I, and I think that what bothers me most about this whole thing, it's not just the pact of people who are racist and idiots and bigots that are our NASCAR fans because there's racists and idiots and bigots or baseball and football fans and basketball right. fans and whatever fans. There's plenty of them. What bothers me the most, even though that should bother me the most, but what bothers me the second most, I should say, <laughs> is I've never seen a fan base root against its sport quite like NASCAR fans do. Every single time you turn around, you got these people bitching and moaning and complaining about why racing ain't racing anymore and why they should let them beat and bang anymore and why these kids are all silver spoon kids and they all have their daddy's money or their mommy's money. Well, because they do. They just do. And right. so they're able to race. They're able to do that. They're able to pull sponsorship dollars because mother and dad are able to find people who are willing to sponsor them for money. That's just the way it goes. That's the way it goes with basically all sports with the exception of football anymore because, yeah, you can come from – from meager beginnings and be a good football player and be able to do that as long as you're able to play the game at, at that right way. But I get so damn sick and tired of all these idiots, all these Facebook pages and all these Twitter pages and sending me emails. Anytime I start talking about NASCAR, about how it ain't the way it used to be. You know what? Dale's dead. He ain't never coming back. And I'm as sad as anybody about that, but I'm not going to sit there and keep, well, NASCAR the way it used to be. Enter NASCAR's dead, died when Dale died. Enter. I'm not going to do that stuff anymore. It's stupid. It's a stupid way to think. He ain't never coming back. I wish he was here, but he's not here. It's time to move on. And it's time to move on with, with, with how we look at the sport because if we keep looking in the back of it, it's just going to get worse. You have, you, have kids who, you have kids who don't drive as much as they used to. It's a fact. You, we have less stick automobiles than we used to. That's another fact. We have, we are trying to, no matter what politics we talk, we are trying to reduce our, we are trying to reduce our reliance on 
on on oil. We are trying to reduce our reliance on on gasoline. Right. We have less kids who are excited about cars than they ever were because they have other things. They have other things. So if you're going to remain an entity, you better find new different ways to remain an entity and do your best to try to yes bring those people with you. But if those people are going to come come with you, then to hell with you. Because most of those people who are bitching and moaning and complaining, they weren't going to races anyway. If I can get to a race next year, if we're allowed to go to racing next year, which I hope we are, I'm going to a race next year out of spite. I'm going to a NASCAR race next year. You know what? I I love it. I, 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 have, I have been reinvigorated by NASCAR this year. I've been reinvigorated by motorsports this year. I love NASCAR. I love NHRA. I love F1. I love British touring cars. The V8 supercars in Australia are fantastic. It's some of the most aggressive driving that you're ever going to see. And I just look at some of these fans and I go, God, you have your head so far up your ass. I don't know where you begin and the other one ends. I don't know. And so when I saw all these people bitching and moaning and complaining about the, well, you got rid of my flag. God will get over it for the love of God. You lost. You're never going to win. It's over. It's over. Stop fighting something that happened 160 years ago and admit it. We all have skeletons in our closet that we're not proud of. We all have family members in our family. Joey does, and Michael does, and Chad does, and I do, no matter what we want to say, that we're bad people, and it doesn't make us bad people, and they believed in the wrong thing, and just because they believe in the wrong thing doesn't mean you believe in the wrong well, you, you know, in this case you do, but you can change, and you can think about the right thing and believe in the right thing. We all have it. It's the same. I, I brought this up with with Ancestry.com. This is the thing with Ancestry. People get on Ancestry and they have these commercials, and it's always it's they're always related to, to great people. They always find out they're related to great people. Like no one finds out they were related to Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> or anything like that. In these it's the biggest dumbassery I've ever seen. Because some of these things, yeah, you do want to go looking in there and you might find some cool stuff. Some of these things it's better you, you just left leave, leave that stone <laughs> yeah, unturned. Yeah. Just leave it unturned. Or, or if you find out, you can go, okay, that was a terrible thing that this person believed or that person did or that person did. And, yeah, they might have shared my last name. And while that might be something I don't want to talk about, I can still think a different way. These people who are stuck in the 70s and 60s and even before, uh, I have no sympathy for them. Get no. over it. Get older and move on. For the love of God, boys! I think so I think you asked and I told. I sorry. think Kenny. I think Ken Carmen just gave me an idea, though. And again, I don't. Uh, I only put down my friends that are NASCAR fans just to give them a ribbing. But otherwise, I don't really. I, I'm just not a NASCAR fan. It is what it is. That's, that's fine. That's, right. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly uh, fine. But I, and I don't. There's there's certain things I just don't respond to. If someone want, tries to start a fight that it's not a sport, I don't care. It's whatever. Fine. I'm not going to get worked into a shoot. We're never going to agree. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I don't care. But I think okay. I think you just okay. talked me into going to an NASCAR race whenever we're allowed to they are go fun. back to them. So if you like if you like a good if you like drinking and you like a good time, they're putting some runs on the board here. This is nice. Yeah, let's go. Uh, if you like drinking, you like having a good time. It's loud. It's it's louder than you ever could have imagined. It's I'm so at one loud. nothing for the Indians. Joe is pumping his fist, so there's probably more happening. But Joe lives in Nashville, so Joe, I say oh. we figure out a NASCAR thing that's down there in the south. And we do it because I'm always yeah. down to, to spite racists and the willfully ignorant. Always. It's just, it's, hey, hey, MIS is, is about three and a half hours away from here, dude. And I got a buddy who has a lake house about 15 Ooh. minutes from there. We can, we it's hell MIS. getting out of there, though. That's the only thing I hate about that place. There's one way in and one way out. And boy, if yeah. you got to stay till the end, you can't. There's no leaving races early. It's not like a football no. game. 
So it's it's hell getting out of there. I've I've been to MIS. Ooh, that's a fair ball. I've yeah, Cesar Hernandez. Yeah, and I've, okay. I I went to the 500 uh, in 2005. Uh, that was great. It was a hell of a time. And uh, I want to get to Bristol. I'd like I I you know, some people say they're bored by Kentucky. I want to try that. I want to go to Richmond. I, I definitely want to go to Darlington. I really want to go there bad because they usually have the su- su- the Southern 500 Labor Day weekend. So it's like right before football season kicks off. So I can go there. It's a night race. It's great. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a NASCAR fan by any means, but I mean, from what I hear, it's just kind of like hockey. Like if you're not a hockey fan, go see it live. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And, and totally yeah. change I mean, things. You know, I, I, I used to be a guy who I, I used to hate soccer in high school. And now oh. I don't care if anybody likes soccer. I, I will watch soccer if it's on. I'll watch European soccer. It's, it's fine. Uh, we had, when I was at Akron, because I, I worked in facilities and I did the, uh, I did, I worked at WZIP and then I worked at 1350 back in the day. And uh, I, I didn't realize Caleb Porter was going to be a good coach. Like I knew he was a good coach because he was at Akron and they had a good program, but he was a really nice guy. And he really got me to think differently about it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always just kind of been like, you know, you like what you like. And if you like it, that's, that's what you're into. I, I, if you like Russian literature, you like Russian literature. So be it. Yeah. If you like NASCAR, then you, you like, like NASCAR. NASCAR. Well, I could, I could, I could get down to go to a race, drink some beers, and uh, and uh, I don't know, uh, spite some racists. I'm down with that. Yeah, so. it's a, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a hell of a time in person. It's a hell. I, I have the, I have a story. I cannot say it on the air. <laughs> about. I was going to say, I got a chance started at a NASCAR race one time. Oh, no. And I can't tell you on the air because then you go, okay, Ken, what were you just screaming about for five minutes there? Uh, it's about a certain product that's in NASCAR <laughs> that I might be able to tell you off the air. I think we're going to want to hear it off the air, but we don't want to get you. No, not, I got to tell And I'm not even going to tell you over the computer. I'll tell you in person. I ain't going to. I'm <laughs> never going to. I'm never going to. Tell us over some garage beers. Yeah, mono a mono. Do the Johnny Manziel cell phone stay in a basket outside the door? <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, no. All right, Ken, Carmen. Well, hey, uh, listen, this has been awesome. Uh, and we thank you so much for coming on. We, uh, we, I know you stayed longer than, than what we said, but we just had a Yeah, but I kept going all, long on all the stuff we said. So, I mean, what were you supposed to do, right? I hope you guys had fun. I didn't mean to keep you. We just sat back and enjoyed ourselves. And, and, and I'll tell you, we really appreciate the time. Uh, uh, we would certainly love having you back on in the future, uh, you know, here in the Cleveland area. Uh, is that a, um, real quick, Michael, is that a green screen behind Chad? No, no that is his. He's in the garage. I, I got I got this guy. He's got all this great stuff in the background. I got Joey, who has the best chair here, and you. You just have the best neighborhood here, and I'm just sitting down here in my basement looking at baseball. Well, I don't really know what's <laughs> in your background. I just see a plaque that says winner Ken Carmen. That's right. That's right, because I am a winner. What so if you won something. A winner, I just made myself a winner plaque. <laughs> I had a couple drinks before, so I've been like, I've been kind of sitting up because I'll get stuffed up a little bit. So I'm trying to like, I'm like, okay, like, let me sit up here. And then, so I'm trying not to sound too stuffed up. Plus, I'm in the basement. It's like 50 degrees in my basement. But, hey, listen, we had a great time with the winner, Ken Carmen, right here on the Garage Beers Podcast. Never forget. Uh, remember. I'm always the winner. <laughs> Way more plaques than the three of us will ever yeah, have. I got no plaques. <laughs> uh, 
You remember, you can catch Ken Carmen as if you don't know this, but uh, every weekday, 6 to 10 a.m., 92.3 The Fan with Anthony Lima. Ken, it was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We hope to talk to you again soon. And uh, yeah, let's get one of these garage beers in person so we can hear that nasty right. story. Are we good we'll with that? Do. We'll, do, we'll do one in person, okay? Let's do it. We'll, try to, well even though Joey's, with, Joey's in Nashville. Oh, sometimes. I, I mean, we could do it in Nashville. I'm from Cleveland, so I come up a lot. <laughs> oh, well I, well, I knew that. I just figured I was like, well, he's going to have to fly up or something, do something. Oh, yeah. Mike and I are available, Ken. Let's go. There we go. <laughs> we'll get it figured out there. Thank you guys very much. All right, Ken. Thank you. We'll see you later. We'll see you. And that was Ken Carmen from 92.3 The Fan here in Cleveland giving us some great stories. Uh, if Ken's good for anything, it's a rant. And he went on a couple good ones there with us. So much appreciated. Again, check Ken out on his morning show every weekday, uh, the Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima on 92.3 The Fan. Uh, and we are so grateful that he chose to come on with us and uh, spend a little bit of time with us, more time than we actually thought. So uh, thanks to him so much for that. Uh, that's going to do it for us here. Uh, another week, a surprise episode there on the Garage Beers podcast, uh, having Ken Carmen on. Uh, we'll be back at a regularly scheduled time this upcoming Thursday. Got another great guest for that episode. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more of a hockey episode, so you want to tune in for that. But, uh, but guys, it was a great time. Uh, we'll talk to you again later this week. For Chad over there on the east side, remember, he's at Garage Beers Chad on Twitter. For Joey down in Nashville, at Garage Beers Joe on Twitter. And for me, Garage Beers Mike. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you have a great weekend. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, a great week. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. Cheers, everybody. 